been in a series called Target Practice. Can you say Target Practice? And this series is really on like the culture of our church family. Can y'all say culture? And, and really it's how we aim to do life with God and with people. How many of y'all know both of those things matter? How many of y'all know they work together? They're not separable. They work together. And, and the funny thing about doing a series on culture is it's like, I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in marital counseling before, um, but there's something sometimes that can feel so inorganic because oftentimes what, and I've done this before, I'm like, okay, guys, so here's what happens. You're going to come together and you're going to talk about how you're going to talk to each other. And if you're in that situation, you're like, this feels really robotic and kind of weird. Why can't we just like organically love each other? And here's the deal. Well, the just letting things go in organically loving obviously hasn't been working out all that great. And so here's the cool thing. This series, us talking about these things, first of all, we're not inventing new rules for our church. Okay, these are scriptural attitudes and ways of approaching life, and they're things that we've observed in our church family. Okay, so this isn't like, hi, we're the pastors here to lay out and tell you all who we want you to be. This is saying, this is who we are. But sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of some of the unique and different ways that God does breathe through us as a church. And also, how many of y'all know there's room to grow in all of it? Hello? There's room to grow, man. And as we all admit that, that gives God room to move and grow us. And so, this morning, we're going to be talking about one of our aims, and that is we aim to have one another's backs. This is such an important message because this is not commonplace listen um the devil's working overtime to divide people he's the accuser of the brethren y'all let's not be ignorant of his schemes you know what i'm saying he tries to point out honestly sometimes differences that don't even really matter and inflame them and get us to demonize one another to where we don't see the good in one another, the value in one another, the treasure that we are in one another's lives and to God. If he can get us slicing and dicing each other, accusing one another, seeing fault, now I'm not just talk about, talking about like blind support of any and every decision, just for the record, okay? And we'll talk about these dynamics as we go. But I'm talking about anybody that's a part of this church family knows they got a posse. They know they got backup. They know they've got people saying, go, I see your gift, go. Oh, it looks different than mine. Yeah, go. It's not a call to all be identical. I don't want you to be like me. <laughs> You're like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But yes, thank God it would be messy and you are great at you. And you'll be better at you if I can see you and be like, yeah, you go. Yeah, you go because us we collectively have a greater impact as we encourage and support one another. Don't see differences as hindrances. It is, they are tremendous gifts. Don't judge me because I don't act the way you want me to. Now, if something I'm doing is in, like if it's in opposition to Jesus, it's what we see clearly laid out in Scripture, then we need to have a talk, okay? But if you don't prefer the way the gifting operates, that doesn't mean you judge it and dismiss it. We all need to see and recognize that the variety of ways that God works through us are good, that they matter. We aim to have one another's backs. It's like the wind is in our sails, man. Because how many of y'all know the Spirit of God is in a believer? Yeah? Here's the cool thing. The Spirit of God can breathe through believers. And I see all of us being like, <sighs> now imagine the collective force of all of us going, behind a person. We're going to be like, woo! You know what I mean? Instead of just like, is anybody? Uh, you know? Because the front ain't so scary if you know your back is had. You know? And like, yes, first and foremost important thing, God's got your back. But we are the body of Christ. The depth of that metaphor is inexhaustible. We do the work of Christ here on the earth with each other. And I just think there's room for us to grow out of an individualistic mindset and into this, wow, we are a collective people. One thing that Israel really had figured out that I don't know the church has room to grow in is just this concept of being a collective group. That we impact one another. That we're family, y'all. The body of Christ is family. And yeah, we don't always like love the way our uncle talks at the table. But you know what? Our uncle has some giftings. You know? And you can either be like, oh my gosh, I don't like the way my uncle talks. Or we can see the gifting in them. And we can support them and we can fan that flame. Amen? So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, if this is your first time, listen, no pressure. I know that speaking aloud and stuff can be intimidating. Um, but for those of you who would like to, I have some of the scripture kind of bolded for emphasis, and feel free to read that with me, okay? Sometimes it just helps people stay in tune, uh, but let's go ahead. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. What's the opposite of building one another up? Tearing one another down. It's a work of the enemy. It's a work of the enemy. 
watch this thing, man. This thing can set the world ablaze with the fire of God or the fire of hell. You can do so much damage with this thing, but you can do so much good. I, I love this. Just as you also are doing. How many know you can already be doing something well and be encouraged in that thing? Y'all know you're good encouragers. I just want to tell you, you're good encouragers. I'm grateful for that. So again, this isn't saying, all right, church, you discouraging bunch. Y'all better get in line and start encouraging. For some of you, that might be the case. Just being real. But collectively, we do really well in encouraging one another. And I'm grateful for that, but there's always room to grow. Amen? Reading on, it says, But we ask you, brothers and sisters, to recognize those who diligently labor among you and are in leadership over you in the Lord and give you instruction that you regard them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brothers and sisters, y'all ready? Admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one repays another evil with, you're doing good, but always seek what is good for one another and for all people. See, you had my back. Good job, guys. So good. Can y'all deal with some definitions this morning? And here's the reason why. It's because oftentimes the potency of Greek and Hebrew sometimes can get lost in translation. And so oftentimes it's good to look at the language to see, okay, what does that mean? And what's really funny is sometimes in Scripture, the same word will be translated as different words throughout the Scriptures, which we're going to see that this morning. So why don't we go ahead, Kyle, pull up the definition for encourage. So again, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you also are doing. So here we see that that's uh, G3870 parakaleo, and it means to call to one side to help. Can you say help? help. Exhort, entreat, comfort, instruct, admonish, console, encourage, and strengthen. How many of y'all think that sounds like some good stuff? This is the stuff that we're called to do with and for one another. And it builds us up. Whining about each other tears us down. I mean that. I mean that. I'm so grateful for the message last week that we see and treat people as tremendously valuable. That's every single person. But church, that's us. It's not just outside. That's the way we see each other. And we get to do this stuff for and with one another. Now, I wanted to take a quick look at John 14, 16. It says this. This is Jesus speaking. He said, hey, guys, you don't have anything to worry about. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. It says, I will ask the Father, y'all ready? And he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. How, who's that talking about? 
That's talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, so how many all know Holy Spirit wants to help you? Yes? The Holy Spirit wants to help you. He didn't move in so he could get locked in your closet, okay? He wants to help. He wants into the living room. Turn off the TV. Turn off the white noise. Tune in. Have a little tea party and hang out, you know? Hear from one another. Enjoy his presence and let him help you. Now, here's the awesome thing. If you look up that word for helper, we have the definition for that as well. That's Strong's G3875, and it's parakletos. Now, interesting, that's very similar to parakaleo, isn't it? Now, the reason why it's so similar is because it's actually just the noun form of that word. Isn't that cool? So, who is the source the Holy Spirit. Who is the actual comforter? The Holy Spirit. Who is the actual helper? Who is the actual entreater, instructor, admonisher, encourager, strengthener? It's the Holy Spirit. But we get to participate. We get to extend who he is to one another. Isn't that good news? That's so rad. I'm so glad this doesn't say the discourager. You know what I mean? Like, guys, you know what? I'm going to send you a discourager. Like, no, thank you, God, that you are so good. And also, thank you, God, that I don't have to figure out how to encourage people. Any of y'all ever been in a situation where you knew someone needed help, but you took the pressure upon yourself to figure out all of the how about it? Now listen, I believe God does want to work through each one of us to help, encourage, to build up, to have real life, real good impact on one another. But what I don't think is that God wants us all caught up in a tiz trying to go, oh, but how am I going to comfort? He will help you. If he's source, then all we got to do is yield to him. And then here's the beautiful thing. If Holy Spirit is the source of encouragement, we know that the spirit of truth leads us into all truth. And he points us to Jesus, right? Oh, wow. See, I thought I was preaching to a church that knew some scripture. Come on, y'all know that's what Jesus does, right? Or what the Holy Spirit does, right? Leads us to Jesus, right? And so what does our encouragement look like? Leads people to Jesus. Now here's, here's, here's what I don't want that to mean, though. It's just like, oh, that sounds really, really hard. You know, I think God will meet you if you just go off by yourself and pray and figure it out. Sometimes God meets us in the secret place. Amen? Sometimes God just takes care of something before we even need to present it to somebody else. But what I don't want us to be is a people that is quick to say, you know what, um, I think you just need to go and figure that out with God. I want us to be a people that says, yo, how can I help? Holy Spirit, how can we help one another? How can we build each other up? How can I actually put my hand to something instead of just saying, I'll pray for you? How many of you know prayers are effective? So long as they're actually prayers and not cop-outs from action. 
well, this is awkward, so I'll pray for you. Now listen, pray. And I mean that, pray. We've seen miracles in this church, man, from prayers being answered. But also, again, we're called the body of Christ. Can you say body? And so I just thought this was really good news because we're not talking about flattery or blind support. We're talking about spirit-led encouragement and counsel, which will do so much greater than the latest self-help book. You know what I'm saying? Like, God wants to help. First of all, self-help is a joke. How about some God help? But God help oftentimes works through us to one another. Amen? As long as we're people that want it and present ourselves to do it. Let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 10. So have I proven to you that we get to encourage one another by the Holy Spirit? Yeah? Um, this, we're kind of shifting into a new spot here. It says this, Let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He already. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. How many of y'all see the day drawing near? Okay, there has never been a more important time on the earth for the church to gather. There has never been a more important time for the church to gather together and encourage one another. We've spent so much time in isolation to where it's just like kind of, ah, you know? But what I'm saying is, is there's, it's time to come out. And, and it's time to be encouraged and to encourage one another. Amen? It's very, very hard to be encouraged in the basement you've locked yourself in. And I'm just saying that, I'm not even, don't think I'm making some political statement here. I'm just saying isolation has always been a work of the enemy. We, we beat each other up, or we beat ourselves up in that dungeon. In autopilot, it's strange, like the default response to discouragement is isolation. Like, that's just what the flesh does. It doesn't want to be around people, you know? How many of y'all, when you're feeling low, know that oftentimes you need to find people to be encouraged by, but it is the last thing you want to do? Anybody? Y'all, listen, I've come here and preached on days like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to, I don't want people but we need one another. We need one another. In locked in that small cage, there's no hope. 
It's like just discouragement. But we don't have to live there. Amen? It's time. It's time. Get out of there. Let's encourage one another. Come on. Let's encourage one another. Let's escort some people from the basement to the table. You know what I'm saying? There's a feast, man. I'm telling you, there's a feast on this table. God's got some good stuff for people at this table. And sometimes it is too much to even break yourself out of that place. I love a story Pastor Dana has about when she was first kind of like starting to give her life to Jesus, but she was just battling this depression. And it was like there were mornings where she was just like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to gather with these people. And there was this old, she was a boss. That's all I know. I don't know anything other than the fact that she was a certified boss because she would not see Dana at church and she'd be like, oh, okay. I'm going to go get her. 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 I'm going to say, Dana, listen, I know you're hurting, but you need people. You need the body of Christ. You need encouragement. You need to be with others who can go, yes, you've got it. Yes, God has a plan for you. Yes, God wants to work through you in unique ways. Yes, God wants to heal you. Yes, God wants to lift your head. And then we help one another by living it out. Amen. I don't want us just to be a church of words. Let's do, let's, let's walk the walk. You know what I mean? Let's walk it out. I like that it says consider how to encourage one another. Let's consider how to encourage one another. Consider to me means like take some time to think about this. Like take some time. I think if the church collectively, like if we all this week like took time to say, okay, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to encourage? And how? Holy moly. I think, I think a lot of us would be walking feeling like we got some more breeze at our back. You know? And listen, just let me set you free. Okay, so anybody watching online, anybody listening here, hi, you may get an awkward call out of the middle of nowhere. Hi, we're all growing in how to communicate this stuff to one another. Hi, pick up the phone anyways. Hi, make the call anyways. Yeah, but I don't really talk to him that often. It might be weird to just call him out of the blue. Call him out of the blue. Yeah, but what if they don't answer? Leave him a message. Like, come on. I want to get practical here. Because I, I think there's a lot of room for God to encourage us far beyond just our Sunday gatherings. Amen? Now, I am so grateful for our Sunday gatherings, just for the record. So grateful. But there's a lot of stuff that can't get done in this moment. And the Spirit of God will speak encouragement to you for others through you if we present ourselves. Amen? Just because we need encouragement doesn't mean we are insecure. 
Just because it doesn't mean you're like, something doesn't have to be bad to say good. You know what I mean? And then just for the record, also, if you are insecure, you also need encouragement. You know what I mean? We just, we all need encouragement. And I would just encourage you, no matter, no matter the person, like, we need that. Uh, if you're here this morning and you don't need encouragement in your life, raise your hand. Okay, did you see that I didn't raise my hand? That means that I need encouragement too. Okay? Encourage your pastors. Okay? We need it. We need it. We appreciate it so much. Just like we all appreciate it so much. Okay? No matter how confident you think someone might be, and you can still be confident and still be encouraged. But, like, I know me, for instance, like, I know I come on strong. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, this is no surprise, you know? But I know I can be kind of like, ha, you know what I mean? And, and here's the deal is it's funny because, like, oftentimes when I'm doing my best to yield to the Spirit of God, I'm just like, this is the way, the truth, and the life, you know what I mean? People might be like, he does not need any help in the confidence department. But I'm just saying, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the outworking of someone's giftings look like, let's remember to encourage people. Amen? No matter how big, how small, how loud, how quiet, how different it looks from you, let's encourage one another by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Don't wait to get from people to give of God. I'm going to say that again. Don't wait to get from people to give of God. What I mean by that is if we are a church that is doing our best to yield to the Spirit of God and to present ourselves as encouragers for Him to work through, you won't be left behind. Okay? If we all are just like making that our goal, Scripture actually tells us to regard others as more important than ourselves. Did you know that? What does that mean? You have to think really lowly of yourself? No, but it, it just means, guys, like, we have to have each other's backs. We have to encourage one another. And it's not like an obligation. It's a blessing. It's part of our call. We get to see the Spirit of God bring joy through us. Amen? So let's do this. Let's walk this out. Love and good deeds, man. Woo! I like it. I already kind of talked about this, but the devil wants to divide the church in the last days. We won't have it. We won't have it. You don't need to agree about everything to encourage someone in something. Okay? If you're like, well, I'm only going to assemble together with people who believe exactly like I do, well, then you can assemble by yourself in your bedroom and keep on clicking to the YouTube video that matches your preference. Love you.
but you're not going to find it. And even if you think you found it here, real talk, ha, stick around. <laughs> Hi, my name is Stephen. I do not believe identically to you. There are probably some opinions I have, some things I believe that differ from you. Guess what? I love you. Guess what? Jesus is our rock. Guess what? He wants to work mightily in this world. Differences, differences. And maybe we need to stop seeing all of it as such a hindrance and start seeing some of it as a strength. It's easy to say now. It's harder to live when I upset you. And vice versa, because y'all upset me too. You know what I mean? What we preached the message was, we are family. Brothers and my sisters and me. You know what I'm saying? That's us, man. We're family. So let's not be flippant about the depth of relationship and our call to actually be the body for and to one another. Amen? So let's hop to Galatians 6, 1 through 2. It says this, Brothers and sisters, even if a person is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual are to, y'all ready? Restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. I think we could say one more time, spirit of gentleness. Y'all ready? Spirit of gentleness. Man, there's room for us to grow. But this is good news because there's room for us to grow. Like growth, God growth is a beautiful thing. It says, each one looking to yourself so that you are not tempted as well, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. What are we aiming to do? We're aiming to have one another's backs. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. How many of y'all know Christ bore a burden? Yeah? Guys, it's an opportunity to enter self-sacrificial God love to bear burdens for one another. Amen? To help lift the hands of one another. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and pull up the definition of that word bear. It means this, to take up with the hands. To take up in order to carry or bear. To put upon oneself to sustain, uphold, and support. To take up with the hands. I find that interesting. When I was reading that story in Exodus came to mind. Exodus chapter 17. We'll go ahead and pull that up. The lifting up with the hands. So we're back in the OT. Back in the Moses times. It says, Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out, fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on, top, on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. 
Joshua did just as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. Y'all ready? And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed, but when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. And Moses' hands were heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. So his hands were steady until the sun set. And Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. How many of y'all think this is a good picture of what we're talking about? Needing help is not a flaw. It's giving God room to work through the body. Amen? Uh, I want to break any, like, tough guy or girl mentality. Because, like, I think oftentimes we want to be the one, like, instead of Moses, like, yeah, okay, guys, you come with me. I need help. Come on. We're going to go. We're going to go to the top of the hill. And then it gets kind of funny because I don't know that in everybody's mind victory looks like sitting on a stone with your staff in the air and, like, two people holding your hands up. You know what I mean? I don't know that that's everybody's visualization of what victory looks like. I think in our minds, we think of like, ha-ha, like alone, like, yes, I've got this. You know what I mean? And we want to be the hero. Guess what? You're not the hero. Jesus is. And his strength is perfected in our weakness, in our humility, in our, our, our choosing to let him work through us Together. Can you say together? Not isolated, not alone. Pride will prevent God's progress. Well, I can do this on my own. No, you can't. You can't. I love you. I can't. We need the wind at our backs. You know what I'm saying? We need... It's... And you could even say, I've, I, and people say this not with bad intention, but sometimes we say, well, God equips those who he calls, and we use it as an excuse to not help those whom we're saying that of. What do I mean by that? Aaron and her could have been like, well, Moses, God equips those who he calls, so lift. Lift better. Hey, Moses, uh, that looks heavy. Maybe just rely on the strength of God. Lift, lift your hands, bro. Hey, but seriously, though, people are, lift, lift, lift. As he slowly wanes to the ground under the weight of helplessness. We are the body of Christ. We need each other. This individualistic mentality needs to go. Yes, God loves you individually. Yes, he will speak to you individually. Yes, he will help you individually. He will also do that very same thing collectively through the body of Christ. And to be honest, he, I think he wants to do that even more than we're currently experiencing. There's room, you guys. There's room. Doing it alone is not impressive it is foolish. Look to the book of Proverbs and you'll see over and over again a lack of help, a lack of counsel is foolish. 
The last thing, well, there's a couple things, but la- almost the last thing is I think sometimes we're not trying to be tough guy. We're just not trying to inconvenience one another. Um, in the Midwest, y'all ever try to pay for someone's meal? Oh, no, no, no. No, I got it. I don't need, you know, no, it's fine. No, you know. <laughs> you know? Receive. Receive. You're denying a gift? What's, like, what? They want to bless you. How many of y'all know this? It's a blessing to them to bless you. Receive. And you don't have to argue 15 times before receiving. And if that's something that you see in yourself, like on on the real, because we can joke about it, but there is something real and can be deep-rooted sometimes. If you're acting that way towards people, you're probably acting that way towards God. Oh, no, not me, Lord. Gosh. I'm one of us, so I can make fun of us, you know what I mean? The truth of it is, is we're inconveniencing people by denying them the opportunity to bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. It's a blessing to get to bless. I think you're, at, you're doing them a service by allowing them room to help you. Just show a hands. Who wants to help some people? Yeah? And listen, there's, there's moments where it's going to be like Sunday Funday where we're like, okay, guys, listen, this is going to be a major thing. We need all of the help, so we'll do our best on the front end to find volunteer things, but everybody just go help. But there's a lot of opportunity that doesn't look like these wide-scale major event things to encourage one another. Make a phone call. Get coffee. Invite people over for dinner. And in all of it, encourage one another and build one another up. Amen? The last thing that I just want to point out there is that Aaron and her were already on the top of the hill before Moses' arms grew heavy. They went up with him, you know? Um, As we do this, as we grow in our relationships with one another, I think it'll be good if we can just find some people that like we have stationed at our back. You know what I mean? Just people you know that would like get a stone and put it under, stones are heavy, man especially a stone that's like big enough to be a stool that's helpful in any way. Like that's like you have to pick it up and move it, right? But they were there waiting for an opportunity. And then Moses received it. He didn't go, no guys, I got it. No, he received. So I would just encourage you. I'm not saying this in any kind of condemnation like, oh, you don't have people that have your back? How dare you? That's like a, that's, that's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm also saying, I can preach this, I can live this as best as I can, 
but I don't want the church to have to develop this program that forces your fingers to dial. Let's do this. Amen? Let's, let's hear, let's ask the Spirit of God, hear the Spirit of God, and obey the Spirit of God as we encourage and build one another up. Amen? Awesome. Well, I hope that was helpful. You know? Um, good. Good. Yeah, God. Um, well, hey, let's take a look at some stuff to consider this week. I'd encourage you, I mean, you can take a photo of this um, if you don't want to write super fast. But I think these would be good things to talk about, maybe over lunch or whatever. It says, number one, ask the Holy Spirit who you can build up this week and how. Number two, do you have a hard time receiving help? Why? I highly encourage you to ask the Spirit of God that. Okay, don't go down this self-deprecating thing. Okay, ask God why. And number three, who do you have staffed at your back? All of these things are answerable, okay? It's not like these are like, oh, I don't have anyone staffed at my back. Like, okay, then let's, let's get there, you know? Awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah, hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com slash give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So love y'all. God bless you.